año un premio gran premio del Medinatre e del Emilia Romagna 2021 from the Autodrome Enzo e Dino Ferrari, otherwise known as the Emilia Grand Prix. Uh, it was a track I was really excited to see go back on the calendar. Uh, not too excited about the name, I've just had to read. Um, Tom, <laughs> did you enjoy this one? Are you glad it's back? Wow, this was... Um... Yeah, wonderful to see Imola on the calendar again this year in uh, almost almost like a, a genuine edition this time round. Although I suppose it's because of some calendar reshuffles a bit. I hope it stays on there. I was a bit sceptical before the race about the overtaking and the action. Boy, was I wrong, but happy to be wrong and happy to be here. <laughs> very, very happy to be wrong on this one. Uh, I was a yeah. bit worried myself. An old narrow track, big white cars. Uh, yeah, exactly that. But it turned... I think the weather probably played a good part in it as well, but uh, we'll talk about all that coming up. Um, Congratulations on the pronunciation of the uh, track and the race there. Well I, done. I don't think I deserve congratulations for that. <laughs> if there is are any Italians listening, I do apologise. Um, tried my best, but it's, it's I can get to like penny picante and stuff like that. Oh, I, I, I can get. What pa- does that mean? I can get my pasta orders correct, but is that a, is that a pasta? But uh, current pre tracks in Northern Italy, not so much. <laughs> I just I, all these all these sponsor names that they have at every race are just mad. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely yeah, mental. Made in Italy is a particularly bad one. There. Speaking of which, could I jump into uh, the track names of of Imola? Uh, the corner names, even absolutely, which I think are great because you know Tamburello is a mm. evocative. Italian name, but it translates as tambourine. It's a bit weird. <laughs> and you've got Variante Alta, which is high variant, and Variante Bassa, which is low variant, or something, words like that. Yep. I'm guessing it's to do with, like, they could have that chicane or not, mm. so they have different track variants. And my favourite is Aqua Minerale, which is literally, it's, it's, it's mineral water. That's the corner name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was listening to that all day thinking, that's a, that's a yeah. mad Italian name. They even said it, it is water. Yeah, just mineral water. Turn 12 mineral water. So. That, that, must, that must be a sponsorship. <laughs> I uh, don't know. Or, you know it's that. not called San Pellegrino. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very true. I mean, oh, some, some of the stuff on this. I mean, Villeneuve is a bit of an odd name just plugged in the middle as well. I've yeah, got a French true. Canadian name just plugged in the middle yeah. of a uh, Italian track. Yeah, weird. I mean, everything in Italian sounds amazing to us. Oh, absolutely. Like Maserati Quattroporti is just four door. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> to Italians they're just weird bog standard names, but to us it's like wow the heritage. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, we should talk about qualified and the race. Yeah. Um, free practice. Was a bit of trouble for Max Verstappen during it. He was thought to be going to be leading it, but then he had some issues during the weekend. Um, yep. There was a good few spins for Nikita Mazepin again. Was. Uh, otherwise, practice. Practice is practice. Practice practice. Um, Mercedes looked strong going into qualifying. Um, so did Williams, I thought, in practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, bo- both of those still looked pretty good. Um McLaren looked a bit further back going into qualifying than I thought, but as we'll see, they got they pulled that well back in qualifying. Yep. Q1, uh, Tsunoda spins on his outlap, um, going through one of yep. the chicanes. Or, or what, you're, yeah. you're the corner. High variant. High, high variant. High variant chicane. <laughs> um, the spins going through the second part of it, backs into yep. the wall. Looks in the middle there. A shame because it looked like the Alpha Tires would be strong. Mm-hmm. But not yeah, good. and it was um, heavily damaged, mm. and I'm sure that would have been a big rebuild overnight. I mean, it was a new power new power unit and gearbox, wasn't it? Yeah. So a lot of work going on there. Yeah, and it didn't count for much in the end. No, it was weird as well because it's such a slow, tricky uh, chicane, right? Yeah. Until the car starts sliding, and then it all of a sudden looks really quick. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you realise how quick they're going. Yeah, it looks like the most pathetic little slow part of the track because everyone else is so quick. Yeah. And uh, that was, uh, yeah, I felt sorry for you to, because yeah. I think it was his first outlap to bin it straight into the wall. That's yep. not good. And then good. the other drivers were Mazepin and Schumacher eliminated, and then both Alfa Romeos. 
Yeah, we tipped them for big things this weekend after mm. Bahrain, and uh, that was wrong. Yeah, I'm surprised. I wasn't surprised at the Haas. Those looked pretty nah, awful. Um, they are so slow. And Mazepin just can't keep the car facing the right way uh, in any session. Uh, but mm. yeah, really surprised at the two Alfa, Alfa Romeos. It, it doesn't yep. look like they've actually taken the steps that we thought they had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll come to it later. There was some chance of points today. Um, but both knocked out in Q3 must have been very, very disappointing, which of course meant that Latifi made it into Q2. Mm. Latifi and Russell, so both volumes through. Yep. I might talk very about, good. I can't remember the last time that happened. No, well, this is a, well, full disclaimer, we are recording basically immediately after we've watched the race or in the, in the afternoon, early evening of the Sunday, so... And strap in, there's going to be loads of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Or things like that where if we were professionals, we'd research it. But yeah, I can't remember the last time they were both in there. No. I'm not sure if it has or not, but great result for Latifi. It, to be fair, Latifi was quick in Q1 and it, Russell, it was, Russell was the one that was squeezing yep. through. Mm-hmm. And then into Q2, a couple of surprises here. Uh, Alonso, P15. Yeah, oh. Fernando is slower than you, <laughs> was, the re- was the message to Ocon, I thought. Yeah. Four times slower, which is... Quite a gap. Obviously, yeah, Fernando's is. still trying to get up to speed after mm-hmm. a couple of years away. Uh, Latifi, 14, Vettel out in Q2. Another pretty Meh. poor performance. Um, Not uh, much to say about that. No, it doesn't look a brilliant car. Um, the, uh, uh, what are they called? Aston Martin. I almost said racing point. Awesome, dear. I almost said racing point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Russell was P12, and then Carlos Sainz, probably the other surprise, and P11. Oh, that was a shocker, actually. Yeah, now you mention it. Uh, what's he doing down in P11 when his uh, teammates well up there? Mm. Early days, but not good enough. No. Um, and then Q3, Lance was 10th. Uh, I think he had a lap time deleted. I think it was initially 7th or 8th. Well, there was all sorts going on with track limits throughout the weekend, wasn't there? On the uh, exit of the chicane, at the top of the hill, and um, elsewhere on the circuit. Turn nine and was a bad one. Turn nine, yeah. At the top, and then yeah, yeah. say the, the exit chicane. So if if Stroll got a lap deleted, unfortunately, I missed that. Apologies, but certainly someone else did, which we might talk about in a second. Yeah, well, the story Q three really was Lando Norris, um, yeah. McLaren should have been P three. Should have been within half a tenth of Lewis Hamilton, but as you say, went wide at turn nine by about an inch over the white line. Yeah, on the on board, I was like, "Ooh, is that?" Yeah, uh, uh, but from outside, it yeah. was like, "Ah, oh, yeah." Yeah. <laughs> so he would have been P three, um, spotting the Red Bulls instead. P seven behind Daniel Ricciardo, his teammate. Important to know, I think that he was purple in sector one at that time, so it wasn't just like it was quick because of the. Running over the track limits. No. You know, the rest of the lap was quick. Yeah. Um, I felt so sorry for Lando after that. He looked gutted. But it shows that Mercedes, uh, McLaren have the pace when they get everything right. They're, yep. they're going to be up there challenging. Uh, the other probably shocker was Bottas, P8. Yeah, not good, actually. Well, because first his first lap, he slid on one of the corners, which mm. the commentary team got completely confused about and thought it was Stroll for some reason. Um, but it was actually a replay of Bottas, and that's why he lost time. But then his second lap just wasn't quick enough anyway. So it was like, oh, P8 it is then. Yeah, really, really poor. Gasly was P5, which is a great performance. Like uh, once great. again, once again. Yep. Uh, Superb. Clark, P4, showing that Ferrari are coming back. And then... Yep. Max Verstappen make a mess of it through turn three. Yeah. Um, cost himself pole position. Reckon he'd be about three tenths quicker without that. Arguably. 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 You've got to you've got to do it in the day, but it. Oh, well, I don't agree with the statements of like, oh, it could be three tenths quicker, but I do think he could have been on pole. Yeah, he's cost himself uh, pole. Yeah, uh, and he's allowed Hamilton to take pole and Sergio Perez to be P two. I think he's. Oh, I was happy about that. Yeah, it was his highest qualifying ever. I think I read. Which, First time full front row. Yep. That's uh, for someone who's staggering. Yeah, for someone who's been on F one that long, 
uh, for his first front row. That's that's brilliant. And who drove from McLaren once? Mm. I was I was excited that because he was going to be on the soft tires as well, and it was it was getting all bigged up how great he'd be off the line. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Even Ted had done a wee sketch before the race, uh, showing the different oh. strategies. He'd done little oh. card lines, and he was going, "This is the fastest one." He's had the fastest strategy, so uh, he was all excited about that. Um, yeah, I was very excited for the alternate strategy on the tyres. But the, the times were incredibly close. Mm-hmm. So Hamilton Paul Perez, 300th uh, behind Max, only 800th behind. So they're all within a 10th mm-hmm. top three. Yeah. Which is. And Norris probably should have been splitting those as well, right? Yeah, he'd have been third. I think he did a 4 5 4. So, so the closeness there is very positive. But if we assume that, again, I, I don't buy this whole thing, but we think that if Max is a clean lap, he's quicker than Perez, it sort of solidifies the opinion that he, he could have done it. But hmm. he didn't, and that's life. Yep. Probably the only other thing that come out of what I was watching at qualifying is just uh, Aston Martin still constantly complaining about the, about the real changes, oh, which yeah. is another feature for the full weekend, and uh, it was brought up a few times pre qualifying and post qualifying that, uh, that they want the FIA to change the rules to suit them. Don't think it will happen though. No, just time to get on with it. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult season, so focus on next year. Yeah, there's and plus there's twenty one races to go. There's plenty of time for you to get your finger out and get it fixed. Um, there is that too everyone else is going to have to do it I think it might be difficult for them to change the entire philosophy of the car but the, the, there could be updates around that couldn't they that, yeah. that alleviate things a bit and I'm sure Mercedes is hard, hard at work in such a thing yep and um, oh, one, one other thing about qualifying was Davide Valsecchi was uh, doing the interviews afterwards I love him, talks like he's got a rocket, rocket up his backside just all excited <laughs> yeah, he was so excited that you can't understand what he's saying love it <laughs> So, on to the race then. Um, clouds, oh, goodness. rain, water. I yeah, che- just before the race. I checked the it? forecast just before the race went on the air and it said 10% chance of rain at Amo. And I was all <laughs> sad because it, it, rain had been promised on Friday and I was all sad. And then I turned it on and on the warm-up laps it's peeing rain. Um, Usual story with F1 is if they say it's going to rain, it never does. Yep. They say it's not going to rain, mate. Uh, so basically, no one's got any idea. I did see a pre-race interview with Christian Horner, and they were like, "Oh, have you got everything set up for the to watch if there's going to be rain and stuff? All the radars and the tech." And he was like, "Oh yeah, but we've also got someone who's bald stood at the high part of the track, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and maybe that worked." <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so the rain came, and that robbed us of any real strategy battles um, that were going to take place. Um, That's true. Important to note before, um, both Aston Martins had brake issues, which caused Fatel to start from the pit lane rather than P15 or P14, whatever he was supposed to start. He had a grid penalty at the start, didn't he? So Yeah. He was um, further down, but anyway, irrelevant. He's had to start from the pit lane. Yep. And then the start, um, Verstappen gets himself past his teammate, gets himself up Wonderful. inside the Lewis. Wonderful start from Verstappen, you have to say there. Yeah. Um, for, to be fair, I don't think Perez got off the line badly. It was just Verstappen no. nailed it. Um, what did you think about the manoeuvre? I thought it was fair enough. Um, so Verstappen's on the inside of the first part of whatever it's called, the Tambrell. Well, uh, I should, another important Imola track layout thing mm. that is turn two yes. turn one is the kink correct so as as uh, i saw in the commentary what did they say oh into the first corner turn two which is doesn't make any sense but yeah. it does make sense yeah it's like it's gonna be like the new uh saudi arabia track where there's 42 corners but they're all just little, little bends in a street yeah someone's gonna have to define those yeah so yep Verstappen gets up the inside the first part um, Hamilton's on the outside and gets pushed across the curbs, which I thought was fine. If you're going to go around the outside, you've got to get your nose in front to have to have the right to the corner. What was your thoughts? Someone on the inside has the right of passage, 
Uh, I do understand why Lewis went for that manoeuvre, because there can be grip around there, but it's just perhaps not the right corner, not the right width of circuit. Going back to what you were saying about an old narrow circuit. Yeah, uh, and the new sausage curbs that they put on the outside of that oh, were, were brutal. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little rant here about those sausage curbs. Go for it. Not a fan. It's spectacular <laughs> for slow motion and pictures, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But why replace, why replace the gravel with those? Like, mm. th- that's not like a. A dangerous part now that the corner is designed in this way for me to, to have to go, oh, we're going to have to put an extra w- lot wider curb here and put curbs on so the people don't do the track limits. Mm. What you've done is added something that is more dangerous because look at all the cars bouncing around and bouncing back onto the racing line and they could have been spinning off or damaging the car or damaging the front wing in Hamilton's case. Mm. But if it was just grass or gravel, no one would drive over it. So I'm actually fine with... Uh, some curbs added to the tracks. I understand why they're there. I just don't think this is the right scenario for it. But you might disagree. No, I agree. I mean, it's not a part of the track you would really try and cut too much anyway. Right. I don't think there's ever been an issue with track limits there anyway, or cutting. So no. just, just have gravel. Yeah, I was the same. I mean, there was, there was a few pretty spectacular slow-mos over the weekend with cars just warping and bending. It yeah. looked like they are about to snap in half, but mm-hmm. I agree. Amazing that they didn't. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, agreed with you. I thought it was a bit unnecessary to have those there. Um, yeah, not a if, fan of those. I mean, the argument would be that if it was just tarmac there, then Hamilton would have maybe kept the lead. Right, but, but it never used to be tarmac there. So I'm saying... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> just don't do it. We, don't leave, it, it. leave it as it was. I'm fine with the massive curbs up at um, high variant. <laughs> That's cool. But not at Tamborillo or Turn 2 or whatever. whatever. Now now I'm getting confused with my tra- track corner names. I shouldn't have started it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but fair move. But crazy that Hamilton was able to continue without further damage, I thought. So it's just a testament to the strength of the carbon chassis and all the systems, you know. You'd think that he'd go over that so hard that like a plug would come unclipped or something and the engine yeah. stops. Yeah. <laughs> or we'd have come out. Or even the suspension to be able to deal with that. Yeah. Because the suspension in those cars it doesn't really move. But was able to deal with bouncing all the way over those. I feel sorry for his back. Yeah, I can imagine it's pretty comfortable. Uh, but yeah, it does not look pretty. I thought it was a pretty fair move. Max pretty quickly scampered off. Yep. Uh, Perez lost third place to Leclerc. He's just he did, he got awful it. first lap. Yeah, slightly squirrely out the exit of the chicane at the top of the hill. And Leclerc just sort of drove past an exit. Nicely timed manoeuvre, actually. And that was very good. Oh, and also, we should say that Leclerc had a spin on the formation lap and was very lucky. He was in uh, mineral waters gravel, wasn't he? <laughs> and then Latifi replicated that again on the first lap of the race by having a little spin. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty weird place to spin, to be honest. But I suppose if it's wet, then you are putting a lot in the rear for there. Yeah. It's not somewhere you'd expect them to go on the dry. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to... I'd have to rewatch it if they got like a wheel on the curb or mm. they were just sort of off the line. Yeah. You are kind of breaking and turning a bit, so yeah, it 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 could be a bit tricky there. But anyway, he spins and then rejoins. He rejoins and then uh, Nikita Masman is involved in the crash with him. But this is one I'm not actually going to put on Nikita Masman's shoulders. So Latifi rejoins and just keeps. Edging right while Mazepin's alongside. Mazepin's yeah. actually, I think, on the curbs, like mm-hmm. trying to avoid him as best he can. And Latifi, he must not see him. Because if he does, see him, he does see him, that's a mad move. And he, he ends up <laughs> going into the wall. Big impact. So the car's basically destroyed him as a safety car, and I agree. Mazepin had uh, nothing to do with that. So, um, well done. <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. some respects. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was just crazy. I think maybe Latifi's flustered because he's just trying to get back on, and mm. there's a good opportunity of points for the for him that race, and anything can happen in a wet race, and he just doesn't see uh, Mazepin. That's what it looks like from the outside. Although because because Mazepin was involved, I did I did see that there was speculation from the commentators as oh, to just immediately. Oh, just well until they saw the onboard, and then they had to sort of say, "Oh, well, actually." Not, not him. So were you watching Channel 4? 
I've watched I watched Channel Four and I've watched sort of the YouTube pilots on F One, which is ah. the Sky commentary as well, right? Yeah, I had the Sky commentary when uh, Ant Davidson joined at the end of the race. Mazepin had a spin at the end, uh, and his comments were great. I knew he would know us down because I don't think he had an R issue for the entire race. Didn't have an R spin. Uh, yeah, it was good end. until that point. Yeah, he was he was slow, but he, he was he was on track. Um, I, I don't want to go off too off topic, but uh, you should watch the Julian Palmer live commentary from the radio of uh, the Bahrain race when Mazepin has a crash. All right, it's it's savage and it's on YouTube. So anyone listening, check it out. I hope he kind of gets it together because it's going to be a long yeah. hard season if he puts it in the wall every week. But it's also entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. We obviously we don't want to put him in any danger, but it, it's early days. He'll get there, I'm sure. Yep, so safety car comes out, and, yeah. and then Mick Schumacher decides to put it in the wall. Shocker. Find the safety car. Uh, come along Very the easy straight. to rib Mazepin, isn't it? But then but then Mick Schumacher goes and crashes on his own. Um, he was yeah. doing a... He was weaving it warm his tyres, which just yep. looked... He was the only one doing it, really. And he was the only one that was in the wall, which shows you... There you go, then. Shows you you don't really need to do that in the way that extreme um lucky to carry on i thought yeah uh it was a fairly th- big thud but he was able to just sort of drive around with no front wing on mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, during that it was like oh the pit lane is closed and i thought well hang on a minute can he what's gonna happen there yeah he's he won't be able to get going in. round and round but they did open it again i don't know why it was shut at that, at that point in time but i think it was just it was debris his front wing was lying on the pit exit so somewhere, oh, to, to, to avoid yeah. the debris, there was a had to go over the white line. I'm with you. Uh, Makes sense. But, I think but luckily, it, he was driving slow enough around to, that actually it opened in time. Yeah. Patel, I think, was in the pits on that one as well. Yeah. But I can't remember why. Certainly, why. in my memory, Ocon pitted very early and Vettel pitted early. I think it was under this, or just before the safety car, for wets. He went from inters to wets. Uh, yeah, and I think Ocon went from wets to inters. Yeah, um, exactly. So I think there was I think there was two that started on the wets, which is Ocon and Gasly, and Ocon yep. say to pit re- real early. Yeah, Gasly did, and I felt so sad for him. <laughs> yeah, so that was provided some entertainment, but as he went through, it's just getting slower and slower. His engineer's like, "There's gonna be more rain. There's more rain. There's some rain." Nah, no. and in the end, they had, to, they had to call it quits, didn't they? Yeah, um, it's a shame because he, again, we didn't get to see. True race pace. No, I uh, the restart. I thought for Stappen caught with Snappen. It was really easy. There was no, there was no threat from him. Um, in the safety car, though, uh, Perez spun off, uh, and then decided to retake his position, which was like a formation lap, which you can't do. Yeah. So I watched it and thought, why isn't this being flagged at the minute? Yeah. I swear. And then I thought, oh well, I must be completely wrong. Hmm. Because obviously you can do that on the formation lap. I think uh, Leclerc did that. Mm. When he's he's been off, he then we have took his rightful position on the grid. You have to um, do it by a certain point, no? Oh, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do it, I think, within three quarters of the lap. Or something yeah. like that. Uh, there's a um, safety car line. Mm. or uh, Isn't there? I think yeah. that's what they call it. Yeah. And you've got to do it before then. Uh, so Perez, I don't, maybe he was panicking. Or getting confused. There was a lot of formation lap safety car things going on. He overtakes two cars under under the safety car there. To be fair, the two cars that were there kind of slowed down. They were messing down. around. They slowed down yeah. and kind of like hung out to the side. So I don't know if they were trying to let him past or they were just not really paying attention. It was weird, wasn't it? And I can't remember who it was. Was it Gasly and a McLaren? And yeah, the McLaren yeah. seemed to like slow down a bit and Gasly was like almost overtaking it then just like, oh, no. Yeah. So then Perez went past. It was bizarre, but... You, not yeah. sure what's going on there, but I do believe that a penalty was correct. Yeah, Although they got the wrong penalty on the screen. Well, yeah, they they gave him a on the screen they gave him a ten second stop go, but in reality yeah. they don't give him a ten second penalty. I was like ten second stop go. What is this? Nineteen ninety five. Yeah, it was it was very really, old school. Really bizarre that they got it wrong, but I I kind of guess that they got it wrong because like a few laps later he was still going round because I'm pretty sure you've got to serve those within a couple of laps. I didn't I didn't realize that he hadn't done it um, 
until later in the race, Vettel got one, mm. which was a 10-second stop and go. And then I was like, oh, well, hang on a minute. How, how is Perez still in fourth? Yeah. And and Vettel's was... Uh, so with the brake drama pre-race, turns out they didn't put the wheels in the car within the time limit. Hmm. So that like at the midpoint of the race, like, oh, penalty, which seemed a bit late. And I see afterwards Vettel is annoyed by the late decision. Sure, which is slam dunk. Like, you know, the FIA would know immediately. Yeah. And I understand where it's coming from because if they'd have served it early and then there's a safety car, he's caught up again. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And so well, I don't know why it was like 30-odd laps into the race or whatever it was. It was seemed a bit weird. If I just not really paying attention. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they had other things going on. I suppose it was very busy, wasn't it, at the start with spinning and crashing and safety cars and stuff. True. And then I guess just quickly on Perez, uh, the safety car comes in and then he's like, oh, my steering wheel's moving by itself. Not something you want to hear. No, that'd be strange. I couldn't figure out what, what that was. Was it just loose or was it is the know. car kind of crabbing or what? Did they have an experimental version of DAS? Yeah. Which is they, banned this year, I know, but... They, they did choppy steering wheel at the, at the pit stop. Um, but... He did the penalty then as well, didn't he, I think? Yeah, but they didn't really... I've never seen an explanation of what it was, if it was just maybe a loose no. on, the, on the mountain. I mean, there might be an explanation now that people are shouting at their podcast listening device. <laughs> but, but we're recording this early, so... Tough. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So probably the next thing that was pretty interesting was that the crossover to dry tyres, um, Red Bull decided to go early and yeah. cut out Mercedes rather than last week where they were kind of caught napping Mercedes strategy call. They took the initiative and Good bought, point. bought Max in quickly. There was all sorts the of yeah. There was all sorts of uh, radio messages, wasn't there? Max started throwing a strap a bit. Yeah. What do you want me to to do? So, 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 and I thought that was a mistake at the time, and I was wrong. Um, yeah, Lewis had caught up about three and a half seconds on Verstappen in the last few laps, so he was flying. Um, yeah, you're right. It would like oh that the overcut might work here because I thought well Verstappen's going to be slow coming out of the pits, which he was. He was like scrabbling for traction, mm. and it's going to take him a lap to get the temperature in the tires. Uh, but as Hamilton pitted. It flashed on the screen that Vettel had done the quickest lap. He pitted on lap 22, like a lap or two earlier. So it was clear, actually, that the dries were the way to go. But still thought, oh, well, Verstappen is still not going to get the temperature in. And, oh, Hamilton's come out of the pits. You know, it's still happening. Nah, Max flies by. Although Lewis's pit stop was quite slow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I still I think like... it would be behind him, though. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was it was a fair lead that I tried Max had. By the yep. time they came out of the pits. Um, I think he had about five seconds at one point after that until they started catching traffic, mm-hmm. uh, which is mad that they were lapping people. That Wasn't that bizarre? Be yeah. I, I couldn't so work out how they were doing that. I think oh, some some that was getting blamed on Gasly, basically. Uh, at one point, they, <laughs> oh, they right. said that Gasly was costing everyone <laughs> behind him about 80 seconds a lap while he was on the full width. Wow, doesn't that show how difficult it is to overtake? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the guys tried to get past Gasly and just couldn't do it. Until and he was fighting. Yeah, until lap 18. Although I would, I would say that Stroll, from, in my opinion, early on, around lap 11, overtook Gasly off the track. He tried it once into turn two and then sort of went on the sausage curbs and then Gasly went past. And then he sort of, he was kind of ahead into the braking zone, but then just straight lined the corner. Yeah. And then no one cared. Oh, he got a penalty. Oh, did he? I, did, I missed he, the penalty. He got, Sorry. A post, he got a post-race penalty. Is it a post-race that, penalty? Yeah, there's been a lot of post-race penalties oh, since, well, we'll since we've been talking. I have uh, picked up on one, but not that. Yeah, so there's been a few since we've been speaking. Um, but ah, it, that's good. Yeah, he did get a penalty, and I think it cost him one position. And that was for that move, was it? Yeah, it was for that move, yeah. Wonderful. No, that's good, because I was like, why is this not even flagged on the screen? Yeah, like no, no one, no one mentioned it again. Like no one was on the radio that we heard saying give the position back or anything. It was just. It reminded right. me of the move that uh, Julian Palmer did with uh, Alonso at Monzo uh, quite a few years ago, and Alonso yeah. was blowing up. Yeah, he was fuming. <laughs> Even when they were on opposite sides of the tracks, he was still asking about him. And then Palmer retired, and he was like, "Karma." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a similar sort of move, I thought. Yeah. He just and, hung it around and straight lined it. Well, thank you for updating me there because I thought that was crazy. And I, just a quick mention as well before we go back to 
um, lapping. Uh, Sainz was having a mare, he went off a couple of times. And I think actually at that point he was quicker than McLaren's, but he kept going off. Mm. And he went off at a corner that was critical that will come to later as well. Yeah. But it was just think... disappointing. He was quick there and he, he was too eager. His, his race engineer came on the radio and told him to calm down. Yeah. He's like, he's like you're quick enough to stop it. Yeah. Uh, McLaren made a crucial call as well. I think they did. It, I think it was about this time where it was. They, Lap 17. Where. Um, Ricardo was slowing Norris down, so they let Norris go, and he immediately just left Blitzed them. Li- yeah, left them lying. Um, I think he was. I wonder in- what Ricardo feels about that. He, yeah, he qualified. Well, we know why he qualified because Lando lost his lap. But it, if he hadn't, if they hadn't, it would have been about three tenth gap. But he just never looked totally comfortable, which. It's going to be a bed and period, but he never. It's really, fine. He didn't fine have the pace now. last week. Didn't have the pace this week. It's. Uh, I don't think he'd be worried yet, but soon. I don't think he would be worried if if he does, it gets to his head. But he's paid the big bucks, so he needs to start. A yeah, bit soon. If, if I was getting paid for, I read that he's getting paid. <laughs> I'd be expecting to be going a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's but, already he's already cost one team principal his job. Yeah, that's true. He's <laughs> making uh, Lando look like he's taking a step forward, but it could just be that Danny's also just not quite comfortable yet. Yeah. Probably... So back to when people were lapping people. Yes, yeah, so Verstappen starts to get past people around one of the variants, the, the chicken. <laughs> uh, the higher variant. Yeah, he's got, he's got held up for quite a while and then manages to get past a few cars there. Yep. Lewis is getting through some of them pretty quick in the next lap. Um, and then they're coming up through Villeneuve to the hairpin. George Russell decides to stay on the racing line right inside the track, the dry mm-hmm. part. And then Lewis has to go in the wet part and yep. doesn't make the corner. Yeah, so he's gone off at Tosa like Sainz, but slightly worse. Hmm. And actually has nosed into the barrier. And uh, then, then what happens? He can't find reverse for a while. Or he's trying to work out what to do. He yeah. does roll back from the barrier, but then he's sort of sat there for a while. Yeah, it looks like he gets reverse and then stops. Yeah. And then he sits for about 10, 20 seconds before then reversing all the way back out of the gravel. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I know. It turned, it turns out it probably was the best decision because if he had maybe went in the first, he'd have been beached. I was shocked. And then I thought, oh, yeah, that's a good. Good yeah, idea. that's maybe why you're a time world champion and we're not. <laughs> exactly that. He must. Yes, yeah, so... Must have been speaking on the radio on that time. Telling me. Yeah, you don't do know that. what they're saying. Yeah. They could have been guiding him through, uh, especially like when he comes back on the track. He needs to know if there's cars there or not. Hmm. I can't imagine the. There's no parking sensors or reversing camera on these cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's tricky. Yeah, Ricardo crashed into a few years ago trying that as well. I yeah, you're right. <laughs> that it's was not... Azerbaijan, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was it Azerbaijan. Just, it looked so stupid. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you must not. The mirrors must be terrible in those cars. Yeah, they're. The, I think a lot of it's on like instinct, isn't it? When the yeah. cars near them, and maybe they see flashes in the mirror, but they're clearly not designed for um, reversing maneuvers uh, like Lewis Hamilton's there across the gravel. But and also his, his wing was quite badly damaged, and it was like sparking on the ground. And I thought, ooh. Suspension, you know what else could happen here? Yeah, I was I was surprised he got it out of the gravel in the first place, mm. and um, I was a bit surprised that there was no more damage. It was only front wing, which turned out to be a reasonably okay thing for him because he he had some damage on the front wing. Right, back anyway, to full strength. Yeah, as he's coming round to the pit. Luckily for Hamilton, though, uh, his fellow Mercedes contract drivers uh, did him a big favour. By smashing into each other, going through turn one, then to turn two. Uh, George Russell tries to overtake Bottas, gets onto the grass, goes sideways, and there's a massive, massive crash. Yeah, pinballing into each other, and I think uh, George Russell's left wheel would be in Bottas's face if there wasn't a halo. And also the debris all over the track is phenomenal. I mean, wow, there's million smithereens all over the circuit. The cars behind actually are peppered with carbon fibre and 
polystyrene. Is it polystyrene? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been Bottas. Bottas seems pretty winded. He hits two walls. He hits the left hand wall and then going out the corner and ends up bouncing into the right hand wall as well. He's, yeah. had a, he's had three hits in the space of five seconds. And he was struggling. Top speed. And uh, in the aftermath, I thought, oh, George is going over to see how he is. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 he wasn't. No, he's going over to fucking shout at him and give him yeah, a hit in was, the head. Uh, he gave him a hit in the head. He was remonstrating. Uh, quite ferociously, and apparently, what he said was he asked uh, if he, if Bottas was trying to kill us, mm. which is rather unfortunate for that corner, really. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, fair uh, that's not that's not dwell on that too much. That's rather. But I just felt like oof, that is heat of the moment stuff. Yeah. What did uh, What did you think of it? Who did you Did you think there was a, a fault? Right. I thought, man, Russell, what you're playing at. Yeah. Uh, I, but I've watched it back. At half speed on YouTube, you know, you can play the mm. speed back and stuff on the onboard. And I still, if I was to portion blame, it would still be on Russell. Mm. So, internet, please don't have a go at me. But what I would say is, Bottas is hugging the left white line, mm-hmm. and there is a slight left curve, and he deviates from that curve by keeping the wheel straight, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's. So he actually, in effect, moves right. He doesn't jink to the right and he doesn't steer right. He just doesn't. And then. You can tell he notices, oh, and he moves back to the left. Mm. So that to me is, oh, slight guilt because I've realized I've drifted across and I've, now I've moved. Yeah. But it, there is space still, and Russell gets the judgment of the, the width of the car wrong. Yeah, he's he's um, he's taking the normal racing lane, he's taking the dry lane just as normal. Yeah. Mm. He must know Russell's there, as you say. He, he definitely spots him at the end and tries to move left. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate it's in a left-hand kink, to be honest, where that's yeah. happened because uh, George totally misreads it. He's obviously expecting Valtteri just to keep going to the right, taking the racing line, whereas he doesn't. Bottas sees him and keeps to the left and leaves him space. But yeah. at that speed, George is overcorrected. He's he's took he's guessed that he's going to come, which I suppose, in some ways, is the safe option. But it turned out in the way it's the most dangerous option because he's, he's went yeah. on the grass and he's... he's With the slick tyres. Yeah, and he's he's spun it. The craziest thing, though, arguably, is that Bottas is defending from George Russell. Yeah. You know, I don't want to take anything away from George because that was an amazing performance and it was guaranteed points. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why he's so hit up afterwards as well, right? Um, But also... Why is Bottas even in that position that far down in that race? When, as we're about to see after the red flag, the cars clearly got pace in a different driver. Yeah, I mean, Bottas, as happened several times last year, he's in the middle of the pack and he can't go anywhere. He yeah. doesn't have this. Nothing happens. He can't follow anyone. He can't, doesn't have the speed to follow anyone. Um, he's also getting too much disruption for the cars in front and he can't deal with it. Uh, yeah. and he can't overtake he can't overtake in the fast, second fastest car this season it's not a good sign and you know in the final portion of the race after the red flag it was it was hammer time so he can overtake with that vehicle oh yeah definitely uh, mm. Toto Wolff was too impressed after the race with the, with the crash wow. between the two uh, he wasn't too happy with George Russell's comments either uh, no, he called him bullshit. He did. Uh, Russell said that if it was any other driver trying to overtake Valtteri, he wouldn't have done that. Um, but oh, that is a bit. I don't think Valtteri's deliberately jinked right. I think he's just taking his lane. He's trying to squeeze. But mm. um, at that speed, there is also there is also a risk. Um, yeah. But George was definitely upset. Steam saw after the race, several interviews, he said yeah, the yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to, to calm down and watch it again and maybe okay, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have yeah. gone for it there, take take went that far right, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but for me he puts a wheel on the wet bit, so without that, he's through. To be fair, he's not had done much wheel to wheel racing over the past three years. <laughs> this was him actually overtaking someone, which I, I can't remember the last time he really did in our Williams. Yeah. So, but it's such a shame yeah. because that was points, guaranteed points. It could have been two cars in the points as well if Latifi didn't have his spin. 
Latifi had the speed. Yep. Williams actually looked decent during practice. Yep. Red flag. Um, I was disappointed there wasn't another standing start. Uh, yeah, it was really start, wasn't it? Was, it? which I'm not a rolling start fan. I'm not a safety vehicle. I understand why they did it in the wet. They didn't yeah. want another pilot, but we got plenty of excitement though because uh, Kimi spun on uh, sort of the the first lap towards the rolling start, mm-hmm. and as we know now, he got it wrong recovering from it and has a post race penalty. Post race was it, I think it was a stop and go penalty. Yeah, so he finished 13th in the end, uh, last of the drivers on the lead lap. And it was because he didn't recover before the safety car line. The positions. Shame, because he was in the points, looking good. Yeah, and what's weird about that is if you don't recover your position before the safety car line, you have to come into the pits. Mm. Yeah. So, so he didn't come in the pits, he just sort of carried on. Mm. I don't know what position he was when he spun. Um so later in the race, he's in like P8, P9. I think he's in P9, and there's a big battle that we didn't see, but you could see on the timing yeah. that it was all really close. It was like a trolley terrain behind Raikkonen. So that would have been interesting. But anyway, it was all for naught because he didn't do the get back, recover his position quick enough. It must be hard to meant... learn all these little procedural rules. I know. I mean, in theory, though, that's what your team might know, and they should be on the radio. Very true. That's their job. True. Uh, so. He's stuck in the gravel and he's done well to get out of it. But I'm assuming that he hasn't... He's damned if... In that scenario, though, you're screwed either, either way, though. If, if you haven't made your position and you have to go in the pits and you have to wait for everybody to go through again, mm. your race is over. Yeah. So it may as well carry on and get the penalty afterwards. So it's a weird rule. It is. Uh, Verstappen almost bends it on the formation lap as well, going into Unbelievable. the second last corner. Yeah. Down the hill. Uh, he half spins it over the inside curb and you're thinking, oh, yeah. He, he's in trouble here. I was like, oh, the clerks won it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he had a little moment into Rivazza and well held though, because we've seen all weekend that the cars, when they're sliding, they can sort of snap back the other way. Mm. Uh, I think it was called David Coulthard said it's the Pirelli tank slapper <laughs> because they're so wide, the tyres, that just seems to be the, the behaviour of them is that they're quite snappy. Oh, yeah. So it was well held. No, no grip then suddenly all the grip. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Le- Mazepin will tell you about that. <laughs> Leclerc's up to P2 and Lando's P3, I think, at the restart. Uh, Ham- yeah, Hamlet's so Lando's down. on the soft tyres. Yeah. Whereas people around him aren't very important. And actually, that worked. It did. Um, Hamilton, I think, is down like top, bottom of the top 10 He's at eighth. this point. Eighth. Eighth. At the restart. Lucky to be in eighth with a new nose. Yeah. Uh, George has done him a big favour there. His future teammate. Cheers, George. <laughs> Cheers, George. Yeah. Uh, Max nails the restart and Lando gets past Claire within a couple of laps. Yes. Uh, using yep. the soft tyre pretty well. Yeah. I thought they were going to fade and they didn't. No, it was within about seven times of Verstappen as well uh, after the first mm. couple of laps. And it looks like Lando might have the pace, but I think it was just Max getting his tyres up to temp. Yeah. Uh, Yuki Shinoda span on the restart, mm. unfortunately. He could have been in the points as well. Could have. But he also got a penalty for track limit violations, which frustrated Did me. Did he really? He kept going wide, I think, at turn nine. And the team right. warned him on the radio, saying, you have to respect this. This is urgent. You have to do it. It then popped up a few laps later. They got a black and white flag. So As a warning. So he obviously right. kept ignoring that. And then eventually got a penalty, which right, pretty disastrous weekend. for. What's going Shinoda. on there, then? I wonder why he's doing that. That's it's just immaturity, I think. If you're being told not mm. to go over the track limit and you just keep doing it, that's just stubbornness. You need to rein it in a bit. Mm. Um, speaking of spinning, Perez, after the second lap, after the restart, he made his boo-boo mm. and went well off backwards. I mean, he was deep in there. I thought another lucky save yeah. to, to come out of that. Yeah, the, these cars can seem to get go to dra- gravel pretty well, to be honest. The gravel traps at Imola, I thought, were perfect. They slowed the cars down, but you could still continue. Mm. Uh, and maybe rain's got to do with that, I think. Yeah. Just helps the surface, I don't know, be more compacted. Oh, what do I know? I'm not a gravel expert. Mind you, who is? Very I've just got a, I've got a feeling that rain helps a bit, just to sort of uh, bind all the all the little stones together. But I could be wrong. 
Yeah, that was a shame. More of that though, please. That was a shame for you know. I'll, I'll do the tracks. Yeah, yeah, big shame. Oh yeah, I'd rather have I'd rather have that gravel than endless runoffs yeah. or Paul Ricard, which is not a track. We need the MLS specific gravel type. <laughs> yeah, Paul Ricard. Exactly. Problem solved. Yeah, oh, I'm not looking forward to that race. Anyway, no. Anyway, but Perez. Perez. Uh, I was a shame because it kind of recovered after the pit stop and everything. He was in a decent position. P4, despite the 10-second penalty and a steering wheel change. Yeah. So I was like, right, well, that's all Red Bull need at this point. Mm-hmm. Stay there. Stay there. Oh. Sit back. He was pushing for that podium, wasn't he? Yeah. It was It was just a, like a minor mistake. I think he just got a little bit wide for the second part of your nerve in and off. Yeah. And he... off, the, off the dry line. Yeah, and he never recovered from that. Uh, he got to 11 for the No, he didn't. Uh, after Friday. Only thanks to penalties, though. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't quick after that, which was a shame. He tried to get past Vettel, and Seb had none of it. And then that was it. You didn't see him for the rest of the scenario. Yeah, he ended up in the gravel then as well, didn't he? Turned, yeah, turned. maybe that damaged the car or something at that point. We don't know, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a Ricardo argument. It's early days. He's still getting the hang of it. Um, he's shown he's got one lap pace in qualifying. Exactly just, that. Clearly... It wasn't comfortable all this all this weekend and race no. from. Uh, but then it was hammer time. It was Hamilton just flies past everyone. Yeah, although I was a bit like when he so he, he overtook from P eight all the way up to well, Perez going off helped, but he's made multiple overtakes there. Inside, outside, mad skills. You know, part of me thought, oh, now he's got a. Fighting his hand for the championship, he's made that mistake and he's gone off. Mm. This shows that nah, it was just unlucky with the conditions. He's he's there. Yeah, he's he's got the skills to pay the bills, and it was uh, some amazing overtaking. I thought, although slightly dampened from my personal opinion, he gets to Norris and he just drives past him because of DRS and energy and all that. Yeah. it's just like ah, right. I mean, Lando held no him no up. fight. Lando held him up for a couple of laps and positioned his car well, especially because then he yeah. was on burnt out softs. But there's no way he was keeping him, keeping Hamilton behind the full time. Game over. Um, there was also this scenario where Lando was saying, "No, oh, the clutch is doing something, slipping," but he, he was knocking it himself uh, on the paddle because mm. he was just trying so hard, I guess. But I don't think that was a big thing. Oh, you know, amazing overtakes from Hamilton would have been nice to see it without DRS in my opinion. But I'm not going to say that too much because I bang on about it all the time. <laughs> To be fair, I thought DRS worked better this year than it did last. Uh, last year, it, uh, last year it, it didn't look that effective. This year it was. It got guys side by side by the time they got to turn one. Mm. Um, and you saw it was kind of hard for... It was still a diff challenge to get around. I mean, there's a few guys end up over the curbs. Um, but yeah, by the time Hamilton caught him up, it was, it was game over. That was... Otherwise, it was a great race for Orlando. Yeah, and a great race overall. Yeah. And a wonderful result, like you say, there, P3 for Orlando, second podium of his career. And Max, uh, after the tricky start, was basically unchallenged. Well, no, he wasn't, because there was the whole thing where Hamilton was catching up on the pit stops thing. Mm. But in the latter stages, he was just out on his own, right? Oh, yeah, once he got ahead of Orlando, he was, he was secure. Or well, once he broke Orlando's... Uh... DRS. DRS and what it was he was fine. Mm. Um Bottas Hamilton got quickest lap. He did. Uh so the gap's only a point, I think, going into yes, race. Yes, that's correct. Um Bottas getting quickest lap at the last race means that Hamilton still leads the championship. Yeah. Um, going back to Red Bull needing two drivers that are up there. But the constructor side only one car scored for both the top two teams as well. So honors so even really. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit lucky for Mercedes to be honest that Perez had his spin. Otherwise, they could Very. face in a quite a big deficit already. They could, they could. So Perez has unfortunately done them done Mercedes a favor there. So what what was the final finishing positions then, uh, for the top ten? Now after all these penalties have happened. So at the moment. With the, <laughs> the post race penalties. It, Live updates. Yeah, it is for Stappen. Hamilton, Norris, Leclerc, Sainz, Ricardo, Gasly, Stroll, Ocon, and Alonso. 
gets his first points back with the penalties. points back. Beaten by his teammate, though, again. Yep, beaten by his teammate. And Gasly in P7, surprising, considering he spent all the race being overtaken. <laughs> I was surprised at that as well, <laughs> uh, because he just, he was nowhere. He was on the wrong tire. He was so slow. He just looked like having a miserable time, and actual P7 is a great <laughs> result. I'm not sure how that works. Well, it just shows you keep going. Yeah. And everyone else has got penalties for spinning around. Then that's actually a pretty good result for AlphaTauri normally, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? It's just because they're qualified P5, you expect more, that's all. Mm. Uh, good race for Ferrari, fourth and fifth. They're close, still yeah. not there, but it looks like a fight between them and McLaren for the that, best of the rest. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for P3 and the constructors, isn't it? Mm. So, I mean, after this race as well. Hamilton and Verstappen all through the year, hopefully. You know, bring it on. Must bring it on. I'm hoping McLaren can be in the mix at some of the races because they look, they look closer. They look like they've taken a good step. I agree, but I think you're wishful thinking. It is there. wishful thinking. <laughs> I think I made a prediction at the end of last season that they'd won a race this year, so I can't. It could happen, I, though. I need it to happen. Bottas has an off day. <laughs> Perez has a technical issue because it's car two and they don't really mm. care about it. Yep. <laughs> and Ham- Ham- Hamilton and Max come to blows. Then Norris gets his win. Yep, could happen. Uh, but when that happens, it's probably going to be Leclerc, I think, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Charles didn't really do anything wrong in this race. He's kind of a bit unlucky. It was just, it yeah, was he just, just had that spin pre-race and that was it. Yeah. Um, outside the top ten, Fatel retired with an issue and both the Hassies end up two laps down. Yeah, I'm not sure how they lost two laps, but that doesn't look good, does it? No, that that car. I I seen Ralph Schumacher was getting interviewed pre-race. Uh, oh, was he? Yeah, and he's basically just saying, "Well, what can you do in a Haas?" I mean, <laughs> <laughs> basically saying, "We know he's in, we know Max in the worst car. I mean, he can just do what he can do and get through this year." Which it's a good learning curve, I think. And uh, Mazepin's basically saying something similar post-race. I did see. Mm. Which was like, well, what can we do? We're in last. Yeah. I got to the finish. All right, well, fair enough. Yeah, you've got, you've got a point. That's true. It's more experience in the car. I would like to say one last thing on this race. Mm. And that is, I didn't see how Alonso managed to spin under a, ye- a safety car yellow flag scenario in the crash scene. Oh, yes, he did, didn't he? He spun going through... Turn two. Yeah. And it, it caught him after the spin, but I didn't see how he yeah. did it. I'm assuming there's full yellow flags out and debris all over the place. Yeah, the normal don't like that. <laughs> I, you know, let's investigate. Get a penalty. Get another one. Another one going. I don't know the full context. It might hit a bit of debris, right? And it might have locked his wheel up or something. But you should be driving very slowly. I'm sure it would have been double yellows. Yeah, this is... Yeah, the FIE are normally pretty strict if anyone does something like yeah. that after it. But... It could have just been offline trying to avoid debris mm. and it's just looped him round on the wet. But we didn't see it, didn't. so I don't know. Yeah, uh, this is something that actually annoyed me this week as the direction wasn't brilliant in the TV. We missed a lot. Um, there was more entrances and stuff in the park and we didn't really see it, I thought. Yeah, which is I shame. agree. We might see it on the best of onboard video on uh, Formula 1 YouTube, <laughs> but we'll see. The Dacia 44's meme review. LA. Oh, yes. The highlight. The highlight. The highlight, the highlight of Formula 1. Yeah. <laughs> got the uh, YouTube notifications on that channel yeah so I have the standings after the race Hamilton a point ahead of Verstappen with Lando in P3 Charles in P4 and Valtteri so P5 um, Perez down in P8 so it, it's Ooh. looking already like a two horse race which I'm hoping that Perez and Bottas can get in the middle of it as well but Bottas looks if it is well a- off it if it is a two-horse race, but then ever so often Perez and Bottas are the spanner in the works, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's just Valtteri's had two bad weekends in a row to start the year. Uh, well, I don't know. P3's fine. I wouldn't say that was bad. If I'm, considering it was nowhere really near the pace of his teammate, yeah. it's, it's not great. Um, and I, no, I think it's, it's probably bad. helped him as well that it's George that's wiped him out this week. Otherwise, the calls for a switch would be a bit stronger. That's helped his employment uh, chances. Although, like I say, I still think maybe Hamilton might leave after this year. Yeah. And then he's still got a seat. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. So, do but yeah, good race. Enjoy the race. 
Yeah, good risk, good risk. You? Yeah, I mean... Too good on the bounce. Too good on the bounce, and then I think we're at Portimao. Oh, where? Do you want to say that again? Uh, I know, because <laughs> I'm Scottish and I can't pronounce these things. Uh, Portimao? Well, yeah, no, no, that's fine, but uh, I'm going to be very pedantic, and I said this already on a video game-related podcast. I learned this this week as well, right? It's actually not called Portimao, it's called the Algarve International Circuit. Is it? So, so calling it Portimao is like calling uh, Knockhill Falkirk because <laughs> it's the nearest town. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, calling Emo the Premieria El Mano. Oh, it's made not that it way. <laughs> right. but everyone calls it Portimao. I mean, I was watching um, some MotoGP highlights and I saw that, and I followed that on Twitter, and they were calling it that all the time. Well, why is it called Portimao then if it's not Portimao? Don't know. Don't know. I'm but so confused. That's just the nearest town. Yeah. <laughs> So we're guaranteed a bad race in a couple of races time because after Portugal it is Spain. So Portugal, well handled yeah, there. Yeah, thank avoided you. all. <laughs> <laughs> so Portugal in the thirtieth to the second of May, which is two is it weekends time. Yes, that's good. And then and it's I Spain love that track. afterwards, the week yeah. after, which is always terrible. Now, is there going to be a slightly different layout to the Barcelona track? Yes, they have. They've changed the middle e- towards the end bit. Yeah, so the end of the second DRS zone, which is a tight left-hander. Kind mm. of made into a medium, probably third gear left-hander. Which I think is already... Well, I could be wrong, I'll have to see how it's done. But there's always been two variants of the track. Yeah, it's in the middle. One for cars and one for bikes. And then this is like in the middle, yeah, weird. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that's going to... No, it's just much. Seems, seems like you're removing an overtaking opportunity, or, or restricting it a bit. Yeah. Um, But... Algarve International mm. circuit was excellent today on Motor. This is not a MotoGP uh, podcast, but I did watch the highlights, and that was an incredible race as well. So two incredible races today. And as we speak, uh, Roman Grosjean is making his IndyCar debut, qualified P7, which is not too bad. Mm. Oh yeah, he's so looking forward to watch the highlights because that's literally happening as we're talking. He's he's doing the non-oval tracks this year, isn't he? He's doing the non-oval tracks. Yeah. Yeah, make a valid. I'm going to watch the highlights. They normally do them on uh, their YouTube channel. There's also Scott McLaughlin from Supercars, and is it Jimmy Johnson from NASCAR's doing it? Which would be very, very random. But <laughs> I think that's going to be an interesting season. And we need to wrap up, though. But I'm going to mention another point. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Miami? Yeah. <laughs> it's very Exactly my opinion. I mean, I looked at the track layer, and it, I mean, it, it looks fine. It's just, I'm just, yeah. I'm not impressed with some of the new tracks I've announced. Already, I mean, you, you can't really judge until you see it. Um, Absolutely, I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> the audacity, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's that we had Hanoi, which didn't look out by a great track. You've got the which will never happen now, never happen. Uh, Saudi Arabia doesn't like it by a great track. The Miami one it looks okay, it's, it's got potential to do something nice, big, long, straight, but I'll hold off. I'm I'm worried that it's going to be a Sochi where it was like you're driving around the car park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be that, couldn't it? Yeah. And the other concern is what moves to fill, to fill that, or is it going to be an additional one? I don't know. It's a ten-year deal. That's all I know. Yeah, and my guess is what we'll probably was Port- Imola, Portugal, or Imola. Yeah, that would be my guess. Which we we both love. Yeah. But hey, we're going to Miami, and all right, and we're, and we're keeping Barcelona. So. <laughs> well, well, Alonso's in the field, so that's definitely not good anyway. Very true. Yeah. And Sainz. Uh, yeah, Sainz as well. Sainz a lead Spaniard this year. He's so much better than Alonso, this modern interpretation of Alonso, I think. But there we go. He's, he's got, got to give Fernando some time. Yeah, he's got to get back up to speed. Um, but he's, that, that Alpine doesn't look great either. So we'll give that him, does we'll not give, help. We'll give, him, we'll give him those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so two weeks' time. Portugal. I'm uh, I'm actually quite excited about that one. It was a great track last year. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, but bloody cold this time of year, though. Yeah, interesting that. Yeah, and I don't think they'll have fans. I uh, don't know what's going on with that. Mm. But, um, it's weird times in mainland Europe at the minute. So hopefully it goes ahead. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Other bit of news is probably that Canada looks like it's probably not going to happen this year yeah. it's, it's in financial difficulty and also COVID health and safety difficulty difficult to tell what's going on there because Canadian news 
publications are talking about it, but Formula One isn't. Yeah. It seems like they're uh, not but getting... But it's due f- quite soon. It's due in June. Yeah, it looks like they're not getting the funding Ooh. from the government expected, and the government doesn't want, what, a thousand F1 people coming into their, their town. Well, yeah, uh, there is that. But I'd be sad if that one's dropped. But you're right, it's pretty soon. So could we have two races in Azerbaijan? <laughs> yeah. It's probably too late to yeah. organise anything, so they'll probably just move on to um, our other favourite track, Paul Ricard. Oh, God. Oh, they could do two races there. Fantastic. <laughs> but but they could do different layouts. That would be cool. What, they just paint over some of the other lines <laughs> that they've got painted? There's actually quite... Well, the way it's done, there's all that the chicanes and stuff, you could just have that as a straight line, although they might not do that on safety grounds. But there's like a short... There's a couple of different variants mm. there that they might... They'll, they're not going to use it. What am I on about? Yeah. But they then to use the Sakia one, so... Anyway... Yeah, that's all I've got to say. Oh, I come. So, I'm not gonna go and watch Line of Duty now. Oh yeah, I was gonna go to bed, and then you've reminded me, and you find out who Joe Davidson's related to. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Who's it gonna be? I don't. Uh, if I'm late for work tomorrow, I'm blaming you now. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again for joining me, Tom. Uh, we're back in two weeks' time. Uh, we've been to the Algarve, apparently. Uh, yes. We might go to Port of Mouse up point, whatever that actually <laughs> is. But we'll definitely be at the Argarf. Um hopefully another good weekend. So thanks again for joining us and um, we'll see you then. <laughs>